So you're like our first special guest who's not like a like a like a cigar icon. You're just like a guy. Is Greg a cigar icon? Well, like he was, but he was just part of it. He was just part. Him and Chris are just part of the show. Like they're just. <laughs> I do miss him. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, we all do. I'm seeing him on Thursday. I thought. I mean, he was great. I feel kind of weird sitting in his seat. You know, you know, like Harry Potter when uh, Harry Potter screaming at Professor Snape. He's like, "How dare you stand where he stood?" Yeah, that's why I feel yeah, like, like, like right how now. you're not gonna stand where he stood. He stood all, he's he, you know what, he can't go to the bathroom. He's been all over the the freaking school. Right. Yeah. Don't right. eat off of that tray in the cafeteria. That's where he <laughs> once had lunch. You know, Harry is is not. You know, he has not a lot of common sense. I did um, a British accent in front of the guys from the UK, our agency. Oh, uh, they were Dan not happy Holland? about it. Yeah, they didn't like it one bit. But I used to okay. do a British accent in front of them. They were cool about it. Yeah. Well, because I also like I know about British stuff, so. But okay. Dan, Dan tried doing an American Would accent. You, his American accent wasn't too bad. Typical I don't know. New Yorker. I, I feel like when like a typical British person doing an American accent is very like, I feel like hi, it's, welcome to America. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> that's exactly what you he want a French like. fry with that. <laughs> that's exactly yeah. what you sound like too, man. It's crazy. Well, it's it's weird. You know, I watch a lot of British TV. Oh, first of all, let me introduce our guest. Yeah. Oh, hey guys. <laughs> all right. Derek uh, Whitney. Hi. Is it Whitney or is it Whitney? Whitney. I like the Whitney. Like Cool Whip. No, uh, it's Derek uh, Whitney um, works for us here at JR. He is actually our SEO manager, which we're going to get into because I feel like SEO, especially for people watching a podcast or watching a lot of YouTube, um, is like is an incredibly important factor that I feel like nobody outside of like who's doing it knows what the hell that is. Yeah. It's a hot topic for so, sure. Um, and Derek is also, um, a pipe smoker. Yeah. I do it all though. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, with the pipe smoke, I knew this was going to happen. Oh, no, that's I, what I, she I, said. Let's just get out of the way now. Well, I mean, that's him. That's it. That's okay. His, is that your thing? I thought that was great thing. <laughs> um, no, that's all right. You, you smoke pipe, man. There's nothing wrong with that. Smoking pipes. Great. It's so good. I sent, I sent, uh, Greg a picture of the arms. Is he triggered? And he said, wow, don't scratch the table. <laughs> oh, my God. But because we got the industrial Gator Frameworks, you know, 3000, the part that like hooks onto the table comes with padding. So we won't scratch This the is table. a serious operation, man. Yeah. Like, this is no joke. You guys don't play around. Just in time, when he first started here yesterday, he was like, you guys actually have like a decent, like really good equipment yeah. for, you know, being in a, in a creepy attic. <laughs> I mean, it's not that creepy. I don't think it's like that. Yeah, bad. Dude, it's, a, it's a little creepy. It's, it's a little creepy, weird. like right now, where it's like humid and dank, and you can hear the rain. <laughs> yes. Oh, she just started raining. Yeah, you can hear, you can hear the right. rain. There's a ladder there. There's just like foil on pipes. It's yeah. Okay. It's it's industrial. I see what you're like saying. we we like it's like when you go to like a brewery and it's like oh it's like a, it's in a factory. Yeah, you know, right. it's cool industrial. This uh, is probably what Buffalo Bob's uh, attic looks Buffalo like. Buffalo Bob. Don't know who he is. Buffalo, Buffalo Bill. Buffalo Bill. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing. Buffalo Bob, he runs the barbecue joint down the street. <laughs> so, Derek, tell us about how you got into pipe smoking. Mm. Okay, so. Oh. Mm. Hold on. Mm. Yeah. No, take your time with that pipe. Really suck so, it all in. Really suck it all in. So, I mean, I've been smoking. So, it started with cigars. I've been smoking cigars since I'm like. Like 14, my, my degenerate friend like stole a cigar from somewhere yeah. and we started, that's like the first time I had him. Like, this is really awesome. My dad was a cigar smoker and also he enjoyed pipe tobacco. Mm. See what I did there? I did. Okay, good. <laughs> he enjoyed the process of enjoying pipe tobacco so, instead of just saying my dad was a pipe smoker. Because mm -hmm. he, didn't, he didn't do that. So mm -hmm. anyway, uh, <laughs> um, 
I started then, so literally 14 years old, that's when I really like had my first cigar. I then like probably around like 18, 19, I got like more serious about cigars. And then probably around like after college, like 22, I got into pipes because my dad, like I said, like enjoyed pipe tobacco. Um, and that's when I started getting more serious about it. Um, my girlfriend at the time, wife now, bought me this pipe. It's a Nording, which is like, it's really good pipe. Nording is top notch. Yeah. yeah. They're, oh, it's phenomenal. Um, so I got spoiled by that. But then um, after that, I just started like learning more about pipe tobacco, learn more about pipes and the kind of the process behind it, um, the different techniques there are, because mm. that means that I would say like the biggest difference between like smoking a cigar and smoking a pipe is just like, it's kind of like a pain in the ass because it's like a lot of maintenance to it. That you know? that is, I I I smoked a lot of pipe. <laughs> um, <laughs> when I uh, <laughs> it's hearing all day, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, when I was working in the store, I got into pipes, and um, because, you know, I had to learn about. Oh, you know, we. But I mean, back then, you know, ten years ago, there there was a little bit of a of a pipe revival, actually, a pipe tobacco and and pipe revival. I know. Um, even Drew Estate got into the game. Mm-hmm. Um, with uh, not Kintsugi, because that's the Alec and Brad. Um. It was, but it was a famous Japanese pipe manufacturer. Um, basically, like teamed up with Jura State and made these really incredible. Can you see if you can look that up, um, Chris? Just uh, Jura State uh, pipes, and, and it will say it was a Jap- famous Japanese. I actually I met him down in Kentucky. Really? Um, so I got into. I had to learn about the tobacco anyway because I would, you know, when somebody would come up, we'd have all the jars, you know, of the, uh, the Turkish or you know, cherry aromatic, whatever it was. Um, and I did enjoy, I liked it in the winter, you know, go out mm-hmm. and, you know, smoke a little bit and then, and then come back. It was definitely better than cigarettes. And if I didn't have, you know, if I wouldn't want to have a full cigar, but you're right that just, if you're smoking it for like an extended period of time, it's one thing if you're going out for like 10 minutes, you know, after dinner to have a little bit, if you're smoking for like an extended period of time, it is just a lot of maintenance. And then yeah. the care for the actual pipe about having to clean it and then like let it dry out and so you can't you shouldn't smoke it like two days in a row it's like a whole Mm -hmm. it's a whole thing yeah i have like eight different i think like no i'm sorry six different pipes at home um and so i have like a nording i have a savinelli savinelli i think it's called Mm -hmm. um i also have a peterson and then i have a new one that i actually got from this like one local guy in texas he actually home he hand makes his own cigars and um i got it like literally off of his uh, instagram page i think it's like texas pipe works or something like that okay cool but um, yeah, he's really amazing stuff too, um, and that's like probably the main reason why I have so many, so I can like rotate them kind of. Yeah. And there's like some people that like have like one pipe dedicated for like aromatics. Other people might have it for like um, uh, Latakia type of like you know uh, pipe tobacco. And now they're like heavier. You know, is brands. that the correct pronunciation? I I always thought it was Latakia, but you might you might I think know, it's Latakia. Yeah. I think it is. I well, can't no, talk. Might, so I, like I said, I I've know. been out of the pipe game for a while. So. Um, I just remember it being called Latakia, but I think it is Latakia. Yeah. yeah. No, thank you for correcting me because I, I no, it wasn't know. a correction. It was and it was an actual like I I am unsure. I, I could be the idiot and I mispronounce stuff. I think all we're the both time. the idiots, so okay. it's fine, dude. Yeah. Nice. So we'll just be idiots together. This nice. is perfect. Did you uh, get the name? <clears throat> yeah, it's um, Drew State Pipe Collection by Tsugi. 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 That's right. Um, they pipes. have a <laughs> three pipe styles: the Robusto, which features a chunky bowl. The Churchill, which features a tall, slender bowl that is more elegant in styling, and the Bellicoso, which features a tall, tapered bowl, a hybrid between the two other pipes that Drew Estate offers. Um, and the Tsugi, or is a, they're selling the 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 product is selling out of their Japan headquarters. Oh, so yeah, yeah right. that was a that there was and the, between that and I remember it wasn't Nordic. It was another guy whose his family is like famous in pipes and it's like a, like a not very, eric nording no it was a very dutch name like van something i want to say um 
and I think that he's teamed up with like General, and so they had him doing a, bu- a bunch of events. Cao got into like very aromatic. You could still buy like very aromatic pipe tobaccos, yeah. like Cherry Bomb and stuff. So in the in the mid two early two thousand tens, there was the uh, you know a little bit of a pipe revival. It has since I think died out mm-hmm. um, because again. One thing about people um, kind of in the in the what I call the serious tobacco industry, which would be pipes and cigarettes, uh, pipes and cigars, cigarette smokers, like there's no care to that. You go and buy a pack and you smoke them and that's it. Mm-hmm. Cigars and cigarettes, they take a little more if you want to take it seriously. But pipes take way more to take seriously than cigars. So yeah. I feel like people might have tried it out because, oh, I'm a Drew Estate family, tried this pipe. But then when they looked at like the process to do it correctly, the... Like having to rotate pipes, you can't, you shouldn't smoke it two days in a row. It's got to do this, it's got to do that. It just, it just became overwhelming for people. And so, really, the only pipe smokers left are like people like you who kind of found it through heritage or just like that last generation of pipe people. Yeah. And like, I would say, like, that's kind of like the pros and cons behind it all is like, yeah, it's a pain in the butt. But I think like the taste that you get from it, especially if you're switching up from cigars, because cigars like very heavy, you know, like, right. it doesn't have like a really strong taste, but. Um, with pipes a lot lighter and like with the variety that these different companies are providing with the pipe tobacco is like really cool. Um, one brand that like, I really love was a uh, Seattle pipe club. Okay. And like right now they're producing some like really, really cool stuff. That's like kind of like out of the box and like just very, un- you know, I would say unorthodox. Compared to, like, I remember, what seen in the past. I remember Cornell and deal. Yeah. That's another one. Yeah. So I actually have one of their, um, uh, tobaccos at home called pirate cake okay. and it's a Latakia. Lat- yeah. Latakia. We'll say Latakia. I don't know. We'll say that. Latakia. But it's like 80% that and like 20% something else. So it's like really, really heavy, but it's absolutely delicious. There was another brand. Oh God. And they, I can't remember it. They had so many different varieties and they all came in small tins and they all was had. Was it Dunhill? wasn't Dunhill. Um, Peterson? No, CAO. I know CAO has another one. No, it, it was it was definitely more of a tr- CAO is much more of a modern. Like I said, they have like bright colors, and it's called like you know uh, Blue cherry Midnight bomb. or some mm-hmm. Cherry Bomb. This one, all right, do you know like the old? Um, who's that old author? Uh, yeah. She wrote like kids books in like the late eighteen hundreds, like like Peter Rabbit and those kind of story. You know, like you know, like Peter Rabbit, like the old those yeah. old like kid mm-hmm. stories. Peter Cottontail. Peter Cottontail and those kind of things. Um, the imagery on all of the pipe, of, of all the tobacco tins was very much like that style. There was like a frog or a duck. In frog like, Morton? It might be Frog Morton, but they all, they it, was actually, like a, it would be like a frog wearing a suit. Yeah, it's Frog Morton. Or like a duck wearing like a like a fedora. Yeah. And and that kind of like faded imagery. And I remember there was so many different ones and it like once we could go over because we had this big um, like shelf with like little slots in it where we put all the pipe tobacco and I had to go and people touch and then put it not back in the right place. And I had to keep that thing organized. Yeah. It was a nightmare. And then what are like the, cause I remember I used to buy one for my uncle who was a big, who was very big into pipes. What are like the big brands? Like what's the Monte Cristo or like the Romeo? I, w- I would say like the, the big brands are in like the Monte Cristo and Romeo, you know, Romeo and Julieta's the big brands. I'd say like, um, Captain Black, Captain Black. That was it. That's that a was huge it. one. Captain Black is what yeah. I used to buy. And from. like everyone buys that. Um, cause you buy it in like big bags. Like, like you yeah, buy like huge, huge bags. bags. There's like super value too, which I've never tried. I really, really wanted to try that. But like Captain Black. Super value because they had like, they had little holes in the top of the bag for like the wall hook, so we can put them right on the wall hook. And they mm-hmm. also had like a cherry flavor. I I I feel like all those bigger bag ones, like Super Value, Captain oh, Black, yeah, were, were all. 
I want to say probably they probably had stronger ones, but I feel like they were all pretty aromatic and light because they, they are just like they were for they were for the general popular. Like a, like a Romeo is a very usually most Romeos or the Romeos that the generic populace smokes are just very mellow and flavorful, but kind mm-hmm. of straightforward. You know, I feel like that's what those those pipe tobaccos. Yeah, are. like that's I would say if like you're a beginner and you want to start like start you know smoking pipes, that's probably where I would go towards is like um, try the Captain Black. There's also Carter Hall, which is like you can get that drugstores or whatever, um, and that's like more of like a Virginia Burley blend. So mm. it's like really nice and light, but it has like really good flavor, I think. Um, and then you can also get like English uh, blends too that are like I don't really prefer those. Like I feel like sometimes it tastes like you're smoking a book or something because it's just like so right. strong. Um, but those are like really good places to start, you know. And then like get like a cheap pipe like. Um, uh, the corn cobs are just like those yeah. are those are great because you don't have to break them in. You just basically, you know, start smoking right away and you're good to go. And then you have like the cheap ones. I got the one pipes that I really love is um called Bones Pipes, and you get them from online. They're forty bucks and they're just they smoke amazing. Like, they're really right. good smokers. That's awesome. Yeah, I feel like pipe tobacco. It, it, like in terms of the brands and the varieties, it's very much like tea to me. Yeah, where there's dude. like yeah. so much, and I'm like I don't know any of this. I, I have yeah. I couldn't even tell you what any of this is. So, uh, except for air, I, I know aromatics are usually like light and flavorful. Anything that has like that little bit of sweetness. I remember Latakia, Virginia. Um, there was some Turkish, like mm-hmm. Turkish blends. I remember, but Oriental. Uh, or yeah, outside of that, can do you? And you, it's fine if you don't. Um, can you do a little bit of a breakdown of like the like popular kind of varieties of pipe tobacco? The most popular there are aromatics, like you said. So the one I'm smoking today, you can see I have it stored in like a mason jar. So yeah. like. That's probably one of the pros from having for having pipe uh, tobacco is like you can store it in here and it lasts like years. Like this one I have here is Dunhill 965. Does, it, can, it doesn't age necessarily like cigar. It does though. Yeah. It does? So like Dun okay. like the Dunhill like that's a like more stronger type of pipe tobacco and because it's been there for so long it does kind of like break down a little bit and not it's not gonna be as strong as you like the first thing no. you open it. You can show it to that camera on with this one right here. You. Yeah, oh, if you hey. want. Yep. Yeah. It's the Dunhill. I, think See, that's I even label it, guys. Do you usually have to store it like that? Yeah, I usually do. If you don't, like, I have like this was like probably like a year old this good it's like really good and this is like a navy flake so it's like a little bit different navy flake i remember too yeah i remember i had to open those tins like to open them for the first time i used i had to use like a quarter to like yeah literally yeah. but yeah like this is shot now because i had it in here for like over a year but i mean these are pretty cool because you can see like it literally is like a fucking it's like a coin do you, do you have to do <laughs> anything do you have to like spray them with water or like you can you... yeah see look at that oh wow <laughs> Um, yeah, some people do that. I, I just use the, um, I just use the mason jars. I screw it on there. Like some people will, um, actually like store it for a long time. I forgot the name of it. Uh, it's not in my head right now, but anyway, they like, they'll store it for a long time. They actually put like wax around this and you know, seal it even further. Right. Oh wow. Yeah. So it's like really crazy. They sell it. That's what it's called. Cellaring. Oh, okay. Yeah. So like they'll do that for a couple of years and it'll still be really good. As long as you have like a cool dry place with that, you know, without direct sunlight on right. it, you'll be good. Where do you keep yours? I keep it underneath my dresser away from the okay. kids. So I can't find that shit. <laughs> That's smart though. I, hey, they don't look there. You know, I have my cigars there too, yeah. so it's a good spot. I, I will say the there the the smell. I mean, I think it goes in order. The cigarette smell is obviously the worst, and one of the reasons I actually ended up quitting cigarettes was because I just couldn't take the smell anymore. I couldn't take it on my clothes. I couldn't take it on my hands. It was. It wasn't the possibility it, of cancer. No, dude. Look okay, at me. I'm getting something. <laughs> oh my god, that's so dark. Yeah, that's very dark. Um, it's either going to be high cholesterol or cancer. Like something, something's coming after me in the night. Oh yeah, and, and I'm, I'm. Ready oh, we're definitely getting cancer, really. Oh, yeah. Like it's like, going to happen get somewhere <laughs> in the night. Um, in the night. But, uh, but I just it, it's a very 
Now listen, when you're drinking and you have a cigarette, like there's nothing like it in the world. Like uh-huh. it's it's truly unbelievable. Uh-huh. But uh, I, I could, just couldn't take that like chemical stink of it, like it, like I, on my fingers and everything. Cigars definitely a much more um, enjoyable aroma. Mm-hmm. Although you know when I worked in the store and I was smoking you know three four cigars a day. You kind of don't smell it on yourself, and the next morning when you're like you're going through your clothes and you have like the shirt you wore at work, it it does reek of cigar smoke and it's yes. like heavy. I will say the smell and aroma of a pipe is definitely the most enjoyable, and I also feel like it has the least amount of stickiness in terms of yes, it does not stick to you as much. It almost just smells like a faint, like like a like a like a like your favorite uncle. It just kind of yeah, has exactly. like a like a, That's a, like a it, nice man. like almost like an old spice. It smells like like some like oh yeah, it's like like it's, a nice old man. <laughs> and that's the funny time. Like every time I smoke a pipe, like everyone is like, "Oh yeah, it reminds me of my gr- uh, grandfather or my yeah. great uncle used to smoke a pipe back in the day." And like for that part, I get like a little self conscious about because I'm like, you know, I might look like an old man right now no, smoking dude, that's a pipe. But... I smoked a pipe in college, and I remember the cops like on campus was like, "Hey, what's in that?" And I literally had to like take out my bag uh, in my backpack. I had to take out like I think it was I had a, like a tin of Cornell and deal. I'm like, "No, dude, like it's legitimately just a pipe." And they're like, yep. "Oh," and they like looked at me like. Not disappointed, but more like, okay, you're like, you're a you're interesting fellow. Yeah, yeah that's I mean, what I mean, we, though, we man. all we all but, 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 uh, we're older now. In college, the only people that I, you would really see like smoking a pipe on a college campus was uh, people smoking weed, or there was like that one kid who like wore a trench coat. Yes. To like class <laughs> and like a suit, <laughs> he would go to class like he was Columbo. Yeah, it's you know? I, I feel like cigars are way more socially accepted, and I think. If I'm out at a barbecue or like at a friend's house or whatever, and it's like a lot of people there, it's way better to have cigars than it is to have a pipe because it's like you can pass them around, you guys can like smoke it. And it's like, I feel like better for BSing. Um, you have to maintain this. Like you have to like pack it. You have to make sure it's like tampered down. You know what? I'm going to go in the store later and I think I'm going to buy a pipe because I'm thinking now like with the fall coming up, like sitting at like a bonfire, like just with a pipe. Oh, dude, there's nothing better. And like not having to like smoke my good cigars. <laughs> no, absolutely. But I'm just, I'm actually, I think I'm going to do it. Chris, you should. We're, we're going to, we're going to become pipe smokers. And sharing tales of. Yeah. Uh, yeah sharing tales of like days of yore. <laughs> <laughs> like tell me about when you were in the Navy. <laughs> I feel like they're always in the Navy. Anyone smokes a pipe was like in, in like the old Navy, yeah. like not the <laughs> store. But like the old timey Navy. <laughs> <It's so stupid>. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's great. Derek, that's how be- do you um how do you clean them? Like, what's the proper procedure? Yeah. Um. So to clean them, I have like different pipe cleaners that I use. Um. So like, you, you don't use like generic, just like like do you have you have different styles of because there are like mm-hmm. rougher ones, softer yeah. ones. So like literally, um, like after like pretty much like every time after I smoke, I'll make sure to run like a soft pipe cleaner through it because that absorbs like a lot of the juices that are forming within this mm-hmm. pipe right now. Um. And then after that, like if like if I'm smoking a lot, maybe like every other month, like once a month, maybe I'll do like a deep clean mm-hmm. where I'll use like um, vodka, dip that in like a yeah. hard brush, and then go through the stem and make sure I get that really good. And then like I don't really do anything inside like the actual chamber itself. Like there's um like what is it called in here? Like there's actually like a like not film, but like there's a like a little bit of a buildup from the tobacco, yeah. and you want to keep that within right. the pipe because that helps provide like better taste with the pipe. And also helps maintain the actual pipe itself. So like you're not going to be burning the pipe or messing it up. So right. you actually want to make sure that you do have a little bit of buildup within the pipe. So it's yeah, some a thing, there's experience. certain like pots and pans that like you know you kind of want to leave some of the some of the layers yeah. like clean it, but like leave some of the layers in there because it, it'll add more flavor. Um, and then there's even like for I know for Japanese um, or maybe it was Chinese, it was East Asian pots. Like after they're done using it, like like the pots have to constantly be used and then like 
pour hot water on them because if they just sit there and no one uses them, they actually dry out and crack. So you have mm-hmm. to like the more you use it, the better condition it's in. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, absolutely. It, I mean, it really like does make a difference. I've seen people that um, even like it sounds like super annoying, but um, it is super annoying. But um, even when you're smoking the pipe itself, like what I'm using right now, like the technique that I use, I'm not drawing too much because like when I smoke cigars I grip it and rip it you know right. I, I, I crush them in like 45 minutes you know it's a, it's a really bad habit I shouldn't be doing that but whatever I don't give a shit it's my life <laughs> no listen so. listen a cigar <laughs> length of time for cigars should be as long as it takes you to enjoy it like sometimes I look at like a half wheel review on something like this it's like final smoking time was two and a half hours that's I'm ridiculous like, what is time for that what were you doing yeah that's so long. That's so long. It's way that's too long. long. Like I don't think there's. I, that. I don't think there's any cigar unless I like put it down to go do something. I don't think there's any cigar that's taking me two hours to smoke. Yeah. On average, it's like forty-five to sixty-five minutes for me. Yeah, I'm a solid. Because hour. I'm like you, Derek. Yeah, gripping and ripping. I just yeah, gripping and ripping. Yeah. Um, but with like pipes, you have to be like way more methodical because literally like there's such a thing as like tongue bite where if you smoke it too fast, the tobacco inside gets way too hot and yeah, not only yeah. messes up the flavor, but also you can like destroy your mouth and then you can also, um, destroy, mess the, pipe. Up your, yeah, destroy yeah. the pipe. Yeah. Um, and there's like a lot of people that had like corn cobs where they actually burnt a hole through it because they smoked it way too fast. Well, I know corn cobs are kind of like the popular one in terms of like the, the general populace because of, you know, General it's MacArthur cheap. and like uh, Frosty the Snowman. Like, so, and, and, and they are cheap, but they're not necessarily great pipes. Like you wouldn't, if somebody was like really wanted to get into to pipes, you wouldn't be like, oh yeah, just go buy a $5 corn cob. I mean, they start off, yeah, I would just to see if you like it or not, you know? Cause like, that's a really good place. It's a cheap pipe, but they do smoke pretty damn well, you know? Oh, do they? Um, yeah, they actually really do. Um, and it doesn't really require any breaking in. Like you just, you grab it, you smoke right. it and you see if you like it or not. Um, but then if you want to get more serious, like the main go-to is briar pipes. And like, those are like your, your run in the mill pipes. Um, right. and like it ranges from like super cheap where you can get one for like 20 bucks to like, you know, a couple thousand if you want to get like super crazy oh, with yeah. it, you know, like the one from Inglorious Bastards when he pulled out like that oh, big, like yeah. Austrian that I, I think I have an idea for a birthday <laughs> gift for you. We're all going to chip in and get you some ridiculous, like Aust- like Bavarian, like, oh, so that was my next question. I can't, I can't remember. There is a name for like the straight stem versus like what you're smoking right now. But I can't remember like, like what, what is the difference besides just visual style? Like what is the difference between just having a straight stemmed pipe and like that kind of curvature? I'm not, I'm honestly a hundred percent sure. Like what the difference is. I think it's just like strictly preference. The reason why I like this type of pipe where it's like kind of curved is because you just like rest in your mouth and you just like, you know, you can, um, yeah, like the weight distribution is better. Yeah. So if I'm like driving or some shit, like it's really easy for me to just like leave my mouth, do my thing. And (laughs) I can imagine it's like pulling up to a stoplight and just seeing this 33 year old, like bro (laughs) with a pipe in his mouth. What's up? What's up, dude? What's up? (laughs) With golf clubs in the back. I'm just going to hit a few, babe. (laughs) Yeah. It's definitely unusual, but but that's why I love like this type of shape. I do have, um, like the straight pipes, but like, you have to hold like this, and I feel yeah. like they're kind of like they're harder to clench within your jaw. So that's why I prefer this. So, do you smoke those in your library, your conservatory, yes, with yeah. my smoking jacket on, yeah. by rich mahogany? Yeah, and then like a or just a globe, and you're looking for your next adventure. Well, as I'm reading, yes, yes. as you're as you're yes. reading, I spin uh, the globe. Old, I'm like hmm, yeah, Africa. Africa, yeah. yes, yes, that's what we next, Dolly. So, how often do you do you? Do you smoke a pipe? It's been a while for me, actually, because you guys got me into cigars. Well, more so into cigars. So, like, now I've just been, like, you know, just smoking that. Crushing. Like, I've been crushing them, dude. Crushing them, I've been crushing them. Yeah. But, um, like, before that, like, twice or three times a week, probably. Right. I, just, I loved it so much. And this is before I worked at JR's. Like, I was, right. like, like, I was more so into pipes than I was uh, cigars for a while there. 
I just like love right. the way it tasted. I thought it was just like, like I said before, it's like a lot lighter and provide a nicer experience. You know, I, I for some reason, um, and I, I'm guessing it's different person to person. For me, it was much more of a fall winter mm-hmm. time was a pipe, and then spring summer was definitely more. That's how I feel of a, too. of a cigar. So, so if you go to a barbecue, like you want to have a cigar, man. Yeah. You just only want to have some beers, some burgers. Yeah, um, and like cigars. I said, so, you know, and also the kind of heating action, like also like when the pipe gets like a little bit warm in your hand, like it's nice, like on a fall day if you're like sitting out, like if you're doing like a like a fire pit or something, and have like a nice a nice pipe to go along. But like in the summer, if you're like having a barbecue in the summer, like I'm not smoking a pipe. Yeah, exactly, dude. You know? uh, exactly, yeah, and that's like mostly the. That's when I mostly smoke pipes is like during the fall and the winter time because like you said, just it's perfect. Right. It just goes so well. And how many do you have in total? You said you have four, five, five. Oh, yeah, I have five pipes right do now. Do you have one that's like, and, and are they all in your regular rotation, or do you have one that's like no, that's like the special? This occasion. is my special one. Oh, oh, I love brought, it. So you, I brought you it, it here for you guys. Right here. You yeah, your pipe for us. I had to Appreciate whip it. up my pipe for you guys. Appreciate it. I'll man. be like my pipe. When what brand is that? That's the. This is a Nordic. That's a Nordic. Yeah, it is a very Scandinavian thing. I, I feel like it's very Northern European. Pipes. Yeah, like it's very. Dutch, British, Scandinavia, like even Germany a little bit. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's not a lot of pipes going on in like Spain or Italy. No. Uh, Italy, Seven Ellie makes pipes. Yes, they do. And they're, they're actually really good pipes. The one, so the one I, mean, I have for that. We're really good at doing everything. So. It's true, yes. Yeah. Italians are good at everything. Um, but like the one that I have, like the Seven Ellie I have, um, that actually has like a wooden uh, filter in there. So it absorbs some of like those like pipe juices that form over time. But don't you say so you wanted some of those juices to like create how, how, that that film that you were talking about that that, kind that of no that, 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 that the, the film like, that's like forming in here like that's from the actual pipe tobacco burning okay. but then you have like juices that actually yeah. form within the pipe I would get like a, sometimes a shot of juice yeah it's disgusting you hate it, the juice from the pipe you don't want that juice from the pipe to get getting <laughs> shot in your mouth like you really just don't I hate it when it shoots in my mouth oh, man, man. It's Greg would have a field day I know. Here. Like, he actually I'm, so, I'm like happy he's not I don't here, think to be he, honest. honestly I don't think he could handle it. I think he would have to leave. If he was like, sitting, oh, he'd be dying he laughing. Where a secret was sitting, he would have just have to look it up and live. <laughs> uh, so I want to know. I mean, I I know about it, but like I said, I think it's interesting for um, the people who watch. You know, all five of them. Um, <laughs> tell us a little bit about your job here at Jr. What you do, and kind of give us an overarching or overarching kind of view of what SEO is and why it's important. Yeah, sure. So um, for those who don't know, SEO means search engine optimization. And so my main role here is to make sure that the websites that we manage, like JR Cigars, mm. um, it's getting as much relevant traffic to the website and as much revenue as possible. So I manage like three or four different websites now and making sure that they're all you know properly optimized from a content side of things. So we we're building the correct content to attract as many visitors and users as possible. Um, and then I'm also um, optimizing from the back end as well of the website. So like from a technical perspective, looking to see that if the code is set up properly so that whenever Google is crawling our website or looking at it, it can properly read everything and, and render everything and you know, hopefully guess, you know, help with that whole uh, process. So when Google has all these like algorithm updates that you know, we, we've spoken at length <clears throat> you know, since you've been here about like, oh, Google just changed and now we got to kind of do this thing. Oh, yeah. Do you have to like search for that or are you like, 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 do you follow like Google news? Like how, how are you brought up to speed on like yeah. the, these kind of changes? Well, like a network of SEO people that kind of discuss this? Exactly. So luckily like the SEO community is like really amazing with the amount of information they provide and like they're always willing to help each other. So there's a ton of websites that I follow. Um, like literally it's actually on like a, a Feedly account, which is just like a, helps like just like you know pull in all these different blogs so that's how i follow like the industry news and everything and then that's how i stay on top of like different strategies that we have in place too 
Um, I used to be on Twitter all the time, but like then like I just, just I, Twitter. I hate Twitter. It became oh, Twitter. I, yeah, exactly. I'm like I can't do this anymore. Just too much negativity. Does Google like announce when they're doing this, mm-hmm. or like somebody has to kind of like discover it and then they they tell other people? It's or- a mix of both. So like right. if the the ones that they announced like the really really big ones, like you know Mobile Geddon, they called it a couple years ago, where like that was a like, mobile first indexing and like also making sure that you're uh, that you actually had a mobile website first. Um, so like that was really big when that Google announced, but then there's like other random ones where people actually have like different meters that are set up where like there's a lot of activity going on with search engine crawlers and we think Google's doing an update. And then throughout the industry, people will talk about like, okay, this type of industry is getting affected. These type of websites are getting affected and here's what we think it is. So we kind of have to like guess like what the heck is going on. So yeah, that, that mean, I mean, not that I have to do anything similar, but like keeping up with, with industry news, I feel like is, is an incredible important part of your job because yeah. especially in the in the age of technology which I sound like an old man saying because like I feel like th- it's not an age of technology we've had it since we were kids now technology is just is what it is but like things really change on a dime and the smallest change that you know a guy who's a mechanic like wouldn't even notice that Google changed their algorithm is like who cares can affect businesses like to their core yeah like it could it could affect your traffic by, you know, 50% or, or literally. Whatever. Yeah. yeah that so. has happened to a lot of people where like one day they're doing really great. And then you, the next day you just see the revenue plummet and there's nothing they can do to fix it. I mean, there's already things like Google gives you some guidelines most of the time, but a lot of the times these people have like no idea what to do and like how to resolve it. So it's a whole you know, complicated thing. No, I mean, I, I think it's great that you're here. We, um, when I started in my job, um, well, I'm like, we, we definitely need somebody dead. Like, how important this is like we need somebody dedicated to to doing this and like you're busy all the time yeah so this is this is not one of those jobs where it's like oh yeah i check a thing once a week like you're you're constantly doing like a lot of stuff yeah and it's like but it's fun like i i love the industry like the fact that i'm I never thought in a million years I'd be doing like technical stuff like this or like an SEO. Like I right. thought it was gonna be like general marketing stuff, but then I just kind of fell into it, and I'm and I'm really happy I did. I love the industry, and also the fact that I'm working for like JR Cigars. Like this is a brand that it's like always been with me. Like I, the first time I walked into a JR Cigars, I was like eight years old with my dad. Yeah, you went to the one. You went to the one in Paramus. Yeah, right? exactly. And dude, like I remember that experience like it was yesterday because I, <laughs> you like walk in and there's just like wood everywhere. It smells like Spanish cedar. Yeah, you have like the overhead, um, you know, spray. What is it? The, like um, the humidifier like shooting, shooting, shooting down yeah. and then you see like the native american statues everywhere and then i remember looking up at my dad's face and his like mouth just like dropped and he was like oh my god what is this did uh, i'm trying to remember paramus had a men's shop right when you first walked in, like where the lounge is it, now it was, was a- it was a lounge but then they stopped having it because people were getting into fights there i then it turned into a men's shop oh, yeah we had we had the men's shop i know here. it's like I, it's I such to, a jersey yeah. thing too like oh, yeah. guys were fighting over seats especially like paramus like that's a place where like, it's yeah paramus and whippany because like east hanover like a bunch of, a bunch I of mean, a bunch just of Jer- just jersey in general yeah. i mean come on uh we had the men's shop here and um so like my dad like i would go into the even though i shouldn't have but then again i feel like you know in the in the mid 90s you could take your kid into a tobacco store and like no one really said anything Mm-mm. but my dad would go in and buy his cigars he used to buy the alternative partiguses part of guy mm-hmm. and then i would like go into the men's shop and sometimes they had like they even had like toys they had a bunch of candy yeah dude it's awesome like they had stuff in there for kids yeah you know what i mean yeah um it's it was very it was a very strange setup it was a very like 80s and 90s thing yeah you know because it was kind of just like oh like anybody who comes in the store can find something 
you know, now obviously the the JR stores, Casa de Monte Cristo, have really kind of narrowed their focus to like, you know, which I, I agree with, you know, very high-end lounges, bars, yeah. you know. It's still an amazing experience. Like when yeah. you go into like yeah. the JRs, it's just like nothing like Urs Curry, Casa we'll, de Monte Cristo. We'll still get like Facebook messages like, I miss the men's shop. I'm like, dude. <laughs> dude, you have a well, lounge. You have, you have no other place to go buy jeans? Yeah. No, because these, these are people who, because what, what Lou Rothman did is, especially in it, it started in our North Carolina stores, is he got those people driving down from the northeast of Florida on their vacation and going down 95 and then this big signs JR outlet and some guys will go get their cigars there and then their wives could chop in the men's shop and they had uh, shirts or they had jeans or they had belts or they had wallets or they had ties or they had whatever and then he put stuff in for kids like oh the family's going on vacation come and get your candy or your, yeah. or your potato chips my wife <clears throat> sorry oh yeah it's okay my wife's family traveling from New York to Florida, they would always stop there, yeah. like for everything, and they they thought that was really cool. It was it was such like I, th- I think it's a very eighties nineties something that works, you know. Like remember like how big like like when you got a Walmart in your town like the nineties was like the biggest deal. I feel like it was just these kind of big like you can get anything here. Now we're kind of almost getting back to a much more old fashioned retail sense. Not just us, but I feel like the retail industry in general, is you would rather go to your local handcrafted butcher than just, like, getting your meat at ShopRite. Yeah. You would rather not get, like, your cigars and a pair of pants and socks all in the same stop. Like, oh, I'm going to go to this really nice clothes store for my socks, or I'm going to get them online, and then my cigars, I'm going to go to this, like, really nice cigar shop. Yeah. So I feel like the industry, like, retail is, is shifting is. back it's to, like, what our, what our, almost what our grandparents had. Well, I think people are way more hungry for, like, experiences than they are, like, actual, yeah. like, tangible things. Um, and that's, like, every time you go into a Casa Monte Cristo, you're getting an experience of, like, you have the lounge, and then you also have this amazing cigar store that you can go. And so people, you know, want to get back together. They want to have cigars. They want to sit and, like, talk to people because like, they've been stuck inside right. for, like, you know, a year and a half. So I feel like it's definitely, you know, better for us to have that type of experience than no, to have, like, the, you know, the store. I will say I used to steal the potato chips all the time when I worked. Oh, really? All the time. Yeah. I mean, it was three dollars for. I it was like um, something Valley. They were like the good kettle cooked ones. They had all the different flavors. But yeah, I mean, Casa has done an amazing job. Um, One of the biggest improvements, and this is coming from somebody who worked there, you know, in the stores for a number of years. This staff now is. is, I don't. I, I don't know their work ethic, but I. I I'm just not gonna comment on because I don't. I don't know. I'm sure that they're all great. But I have some friends, you know, in the Whippany store and in the Paramus store specifically, um, and the amount of like knowledgeable staff they have now, as opposed to before, it was really just like it would just be young kids, not young kids, but like people in their early twenties, like me, who just like needed a job, or it'd be guys who like retired and like, oh, you can go like stand around like smoke a cigar all day and like sell it to people. Now it's like you have people who like follow Half Wheel or follow Cigar Dojo. Like they all know the latest thing. They you know the ins and outs. They right. they smoke a lot of different things, and I think that's helping provide that experience that you that you yeah. talked about. Um, I don't know how they're doing in Whippany in terms of pipes. I do know that they had a, a very nice pipe selection in the Burlington location. Premise that had like a really good one too. That's actually where my you know, wife got it from, uh, from that Paramus store and they had like a really good, like, you know, a selection and the guy knew his stuff too. Like he was explaining yeah. to him like all the different shapes and how he actually preferred, um, like the bended pipe over the straight because he was having a, he was, uh, I think he had like the juices like went to his mouth one time. He's yeah. like, I'm never, never doing, doing that again. Yeah. yeah. Cause it's not pleasant. There were some guys who had a pipe uh, when I worked here, but they wouldn't even use pipe tobacco. They would like get their cigar to like there, and they would do a little yeah, just crump, it crumple it up, and they would just smoke it out of the pipe. And That's I'm like, crazy. 
That's pretty intense. It is because it's also not good. <laughs> it's yeah. like not it's not tasty at all. I have a super What's it even taste what's that taste like? It's shit. Yeah. <laughs> is this tobacco more intense than pipe tobacco? Oh yeah. Okay. Yes, like, I would say so. Yeah. There are stronger pipe tobaccos, but you always gotta remember it's it's the the tobacco is cured, yeah, but curated is more than what I'm looking for. Curated towards how it is going to be smoked. Mm-hmm. So something like a cigar, which is not generally inhaled, you know, you're looking for more intense flavors. They're going to be stronger than, you know, cigarette tobacco, you yeah. know, and, and also the quality is going to vary. Like, you know, premium cigars, much higher quality than cigarette tobacco. And then there's some pipe tobaccos that are much higher quality. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's like my question for you. Like, do you think there's like more variety of like pipe like pipe different, I'm uh, sorry, different blend, uh, pipe blends or like pipe tobacco blends, and there are actual cigar blends. I honestly don't know. Um, I want to say right now, maybe there's more for cigars only because the cigar industry is, has continued to grow, um, and evolve, whereas pipes have kind of been stagnant. Um, uh, I mean, you have hybrid wrappers coming out, you have people, you know. 10 years ago, the only tobacco coming out of the U.S. was really from Connecticut. Now you got to come out of Florida. You got to come out of, like, I'm talking about premium, like, in popular cigars. You got to yeah. come out of Florida, Pennsylvania. Um, you have different varieties being grown in Connecticut, like Connecticut Habano. Um, you have Broadleaf being grown in Nicaragua now. You, you, you know, San Andreas. You, you have, they, they have to continually evolve or else people are going to get bored with the same old thing. So they're, they're cross pollinating and do you know come just come like aj and and agonorsa they're just they're creating new varieties papa saka too yep 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 oh you love steve saka he's my guy yep um (laughs) uh but i i i my now i mean i don't like i said i don't follow any pipe newsletters or they don't really talk about it on any of the cigar yeah it's really hard to find any information yeah i don't know what that industry is like right now so i would say right I don't know if there's more, but there's definitely more uh, more evo- evolution going on mm-hmm. with cigar tobacco than pipe tobacco. That's um, been like the kind of tough thing for me too, is because like when I was doing research on like how to pack a pipe and how to like also properly smoke it, I had to go to like Reddit a lot. And like I know yeah. you hate Reddit, but like dude, for some that. reason, like there's like freaking mu- there's I, like mutants on there. Yeah, yeah. But like for some reason, the pipe community in there is like well, they're awesome, dude. I well, I feel like listen, a lot of the cigar community was great, but there the problem with just an open internet forum like that. Is even if there if there's a thousand people in the pipe group, and nine hundred and ninety five of them are like super nice guys that help you out, there's still gonna be five assholes that mm-hmm. could just ruin your experience. I still get once in a blue moon, I'll still get somebody from Reddit messaging my personal Instagram about something from from literally like seven years ago. Yeah, dude, it's crazy. And they're like, oh, I remember when you said this and it was wrong. And I'm like, people are so bitter on I'm there. Like, like have dude, you just angry. been sitting in your freaking one guy? Um, Messaged me on Instagram and I found him on Facebook and I I was I, I don't do this anymore. I, I was younger, but I was just so pissed. And because he literally was like, You're a piece of shit. I can't believe that you said this <laughs> on Reddit. And literally what it was, and I've, I've told this story before, is when I first kind of I wanted to get into like the cigar trading, you know. So I put a post on Reddit. I'm like, hey, I'm looking for like some high-end Davidoffs, like like some of the limited ones that I've never tried you know, willing to, you know, let's talk about a trade. You know, even if you give me two and I give you what 10, you know, whatever it is, I had a bunch of, you know, kind of random stuff. So one guy was like, yeah, you know, here's, I have these five and I'm like, all right, I can give you like these 15, you know? And so he was giving me like, you know, $50 Davidoffs, but I'm like, I'll give you a Fratello and like a League of Nine, like 
really good stuff, but I'm giving I'm giving you more of a bulk deal. Like I'm gonna give you a lot of good stuff. You're giving me five amazing things. And he agreed to it. We were cool. But then he did something called bombing, which is um he sent me extra stuff. Why do you do that? It's a, no, it's supposed to be like a nice thing. It's like, oh, here's a little extra of something. Sometimes people will bomb somebody, they'll send them like a five pack of something just at, for front. Like, just here, just enjoy. You know, it's a nice thing. That's a nice, okay. Um, but he <laughs> sent me to um, Wonderlust, which is the Roma Craft uh, cigar only available in Germany or only available in Europe. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, and I had already mailed him my stuff. And so I'm like, oh, dude, you said, and, and he, sent me, he sent me like, I want to say like four extra cigars on top of the five, like, right. And so, and I didn't have a lot of fancy stuff. I was maybe only 25 at the time. I didn't have a lot of money. I really basically had like whatever I was handed to at a trade show or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm like, dude, I feel bad. Like, let me send you some. So I sent him like, you know, a God of Fire and like a Ratzilla and some other stuff. And then we both kind of posted and he, he was cool with it. Like, I'm like, is this cool? He's like, oh, totally fine. You know, I wanted you to enjoy. And then people just took me to task and they were like, you sent him exactly $200 worth of stuff. He sent you $280 worth of stuff. They were calling me a piece of shit. One guy commented on my personal Instagram that he he hopes my mom dies of cancer of the eyes. (laughs) Shit. And they have been (laughs) tracking, like like I said, once every... And what pissed me off about the guy I did the trade with is not once did... Because he was like a popular guy on the Reddit forum. Not once he come out and be like, hey guys, like I agree to this trade. It's fine. Like this is his first time trading. Like this is... and, And we agreed on it. He kind of just like disappeared. Yeah. Um, and I have not been back on Reddit since. And they've yelled at me sometimes like, oh, we need you to go post on Reddit. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not doing it. I feel like your first mistake was trading with someone on Reddit because that's like just crazy. I would never freaking do that. Well, I also got, I got hosed in a recent trade through Instagram, but it's whatever. It was a guy yeah. from England. I mean, do you trade often? Is that like a I, thing? I, I keep trying to get into it. And I keep getting yeah, don't, screwed don't over. Don't anymore. It doesn't work for you. You know, I, <laughs> you know I, I'll do like in-person trades with like somebody I know, like somebody in the store here. Oh, you have like five or tatuajes. I'm like, oh, I'll give you like a box of Mother Church or something like that. Yeah, you know, one, one of your some, paisans. Yeah, yeah something like something like I know. You know, this guy in England literally, and for like I I knew in the beginning. I'm like, this guy's gonna hose me. And then for like a week, he's like, oh no, it says it says it was sent. It said it should be there, and nothing. And then he like deleted his Instagram. Like, oh he, and nothing ever, nothing ever happened. Crap. Yeah, I sent him some good stuff too. I sent him like some good Dunbar. Why don't you send me some good stuff? I give you good stuff all the time. You keep it's smoking. True. You keep it's smoking true. nonsense. Would you give me? I I know I am. What was the um the Alma <laughs> Alma Fuerte? Alma, Alma Fuerte from Placencia. Yeah, that was insane. And the octagonal. That shape. was that was crazy. Yeah. That was a really good smoke. Yeah, I smoked that to like the nub, my dude. Alma Fuerte. That I call that when I first smoked that. I want to say it was 2016, 2017. When I first smoked that, I'm like, this is gonna be a top ten cigar of the year, and it was. Um, very cool cigar for them because Placencia, they're like a legendary family in this industry. They're like the Fuentes or they're like the Quesadas. Mm-hmm. But they were more known for like a lot of behind the scenes stuff. Like early Rocky Patels were made by them or, you know, early Alec Bradley's were made by them, like that kind of thing. Um, they had one brand that had their name on it that I remember from the store, but it was like in a crap, like cardboard, like, you know, like, like an old Romeo box and it was like $5 each and they weren't great. It was just something they put their name out there. But the Ama Fuerte was like their unveiling of like, all right, this is like Placencia. This is like, we're going to get into the market like on our own. And the three Almas have been amazing. The Alma del Campo, the Ama Fuerte and the Alma del Fuego. I think I had two of them and they were just insane. Yeah. The Alma Fuego is the latest one. I was 2019, that one came out. That's the one that's got like fire. It's like all the boxes red. Yes, they're yes. they're all really really good. They're um, an amazing company. No, they really are. Placencia is 
Uh, and they work a lot with Altidists on a lot of the Altidist stuff. Like oh, I didn't the, know that. The, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's, Al- like, it's like them and AJ, right? They like, yeah, work yeah, a lot, lot of AJ Altidist. these days. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of AJ. Well, he's great, too. So it's like, what do you he expect? He is. And I can't, I mean, the guy still hasn't like bottomed out yet, but he keeps expanding and keeps making you know more and more cigars from more and more companies. And I'm like, is this guy ever just going to like run out of like stuff to blend? But not yet. Yeah. Not I so mean, the far. JR Ultimate from AJ, that was like, that's like one of my favorites, honestly. Like, yeah, the whole like 50th launch, it's like probably in like my top yeah. three favorite 50th cigars. Good, go buy more. I will. I do. You can get them at JRCigars.com. JRCigars.com. That's right. Yeah. Is your top one uh, Mother Church? My top one, well, actually, no. Um, Wagyu from Alec Bradley. Yeah. Dude, that, that shit really was good. fire. I, 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 I got to say, I am very impressed with all the 50th launches, yeah. but I will say the one I have probably smoked the most is the mother church just because the wa- the wagyu is a little bit thicker and heavier so that's mm-hmm. more of like oh i'm going to go to the lounge after work and sit down and enjoy like a nice hefty drink and everything how yeah. bad is it Hold on. it's fine it's fine you good yep they know that we're in a bunker shit attic like people know i mean it's not that bad you make it sound like it's like a like oh, a, like a hole in the wall. It's really not that bad. It's, it's cute in here. You got, you got a nice case here. You got, you got some <laughs> cool stuff. Empty boxes. <laughs> <laughs> you got some cigars behind you. you nice those are fake, here. right? Those are, no, fake. those are real. They're, from... they're, they've all been glued together for like photography purpose from like eight years ago. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Like, none of those are, are smokable. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a long time. That's, that's what they do. When you see like the catalog and everything and you see like a bundle outside of the cellophane and they're all perfectly like even everything. There's not a... Chris Hornaday is not just there, like perfectly placing every cigar. They take them and they like they gotta glue them they together. Glue them. Wow, that's insane. Glue well, you mean, you've, seen, the- you've seen when they do like, um, like what they do to like a hamburger for like a McDonald's commercial, like they put like basically makeup and stuff on it. Yeah. It's not a real hamburger, is it? No, it's fake. I, I thought. I, is it? Is it, it is a real know, hamburger? I think it's a real one, but they just they like spray it and they like perfectly place the seeds and everything. Like oh, it wow. takes like an hour of makeup and stuff just on the hamburger. It's a lot of work. And then they got to, you know, I like when they do like what, like the WAP, they'll do like the slow-mo drop of like yeah, I bun, love that. Oh, that's patty, awesome. patty, Gets me cheese, all jacked up. onion. I've been listening to, have you ever heard of the Doughboys podcast? No. Um, I'm a big podcast guy. Is that I, weird? No, no. No. Actually, that's not for me. No. Um, Besides the JR Cigars You podcast. also have like, I feel like you have like a family. <laughs> so, that like, too. I have a lot of free time. <laughs> um, but the Doughboys, they started back in like 2015 and they review chain restaurants, um, like like all they've they've at this point they've done you know basically all of them, um, but it's really interesting that like to something that you would talk about with, like with your friends in kind of an immature way like oh no Whopper is better than the Big Mac, but they look at it from like a very like adult like you know I, I liked the onions but like this was not like they've they're and they're just like two comedian like improv guys, but they talk about it like like food reviewers. That sounds amazing. It, it is. They did they did Domino's. They did they just did Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese. They oh did Taco God. Bell. They did one that got a really bad. The one that got a bad rating. They did one. Do you know? Do you know like Perkins? You ever heard of like a Perkins? Yeah, is that like this like more like Midwest thing? Yeah, there was a no. couple in New Jersey. It's kind of like an IHOP, like a. It's like their bakery slash cafe slash. There's one out in uh, California called uh, either Caro's or Caraway that got like a terrible rating. But like, I like hearing them when they do like Carl's Jr. versus, you know, Shake Shack, you know, or, and, and all that. It's very interesting stuff. 
So it's actually like an educated conversation, but with two comedians, basically. Yeah, and, okay. and, and then the one guy always gives like an intro of like the history of whatever that that brand is. He gives like a like a like a minute monologue of like you know in 1975, the, this guy you know decided to invent you know fast casual Italian eatery. Today we're doing Olive Garden. Oh, okay. yeah. I'm actually just in the beginning of the Olive Garden episode. <laughs> uh, the Chuck E. Cheese one. Chuck E. Cheese didn't get a great rating. Domino's. They like Domino's. The one guy is a big, like, big Wendy's. Like, he's when he's there's an East Coast guy and then, like, an LA guy. Yeah. Like, the East Coast guy was I feel like that's born a good in, balance. Like, yeah. I love the pan pizza from Domino's, like, the black box pan pizza. Do you remember we, when Domino's was, like, into, like, sandwiches and, like, those are good. Pa- that was, like, that was pasta, like, for us, the pasta bread bowls? No. I didn't want to die. That's why. Yeah. That, like, <laughs> so, there's something about a pasta bread bowl. It just sounds, it's too much. I want to say that has to be. How many carbs is that? It's got to be like over a thousand easily. Soup yeah. bread bowls are even soup too bread much. bowl is fine because like sometimes people you like you dip bread in soup. Yeah, which is that's really nice too. Yeah. I love that. I feel like somebody put it on Instagram recently. I saw it. Someone's like, when I have soup and I dip bread in, I like to feel like an old lord, like an old like yeah. like a feudal <laughs> king, like dipping my bread into the soup. Yeah. Um, it's very Games of Thrones ish. Yeah, there was a there was a while when I was like fourteen where I. Just watch. I had rented Braveheart, uh, so I watched it like nine times. <laughs> That's a brutal movie, man. Oh, it's fantastic. Oh, dude, it's so please, good. Please, we talked about movies here. I have seen from when I was young. My parents did not care. Like sex scenes, they always like would fast forward. But I saw Private Ryan in theaters three times when I was yeah. seven. That was sad. Did yeah. You cry every time? No, I thought it was awesome. Okay. He, had a, he had a Tommy gun. That's brutal. <laughs> um, but in Braveheart, there's one scene where like his uncle was like eating soup and he dips the bread in the soup and then eats the bread. He's like, oh, it's good. And for like a week, I was just making Campbell <laughs> soups and my parents always had like a loaf of Calandra's bread in the fridge and I was always just like, just did, like Italian wedding it's soup. Good. It's like, it's good. Oh, good. And then I thought I was like a, like a Scotsman. That's awesome. Um, I get the, it though. Yes. The Domino's, we used to do a lot, like in college, a lot of the 555. Oh yeah, the 555. Oh my God, I forgot about that, dude. Mm-hmm. That was our Thursday nights. Yeah, a lot of five, five, five. I will say, in terms of chain pizza, my best experience is old Pizza Hut when they would bring out your personal pan like in like a cast iron, yeah, thing, and it was like hot. It was really good. Like, and and now now Pizza Hut's garbage. I well, sadly, the only pizza I ever been to is the buffet Pizza Hut, and like that uh, was like just they had a very like nice. They used to have like a nice dine-in like experience. Yeah, the dining experience is like fine, but yeah. the pizza itself, I'm just like, I can't eat this. I, I, I actually prefer Domino's over Pizza Hut. Domino's is now I go to like 2 a.m. at a wedding. Yeah. Like in the hotel, everything's yeah. closed. Domino's. Give me some Domino's. Because it's good. Like it's, it's, it's not, it's fast it's food not, pizza, yeah, but it's, it's not, not terrible. Like, it's not, I don't even call it pizza. It's just like tasty, cheesy bread with sauce on it. Yeah. Like it's just, it's just like bread and cheese and sauce, but yeah. it's not pizza. I've been into margarita pies lately. Really? I just I love them. I they're just oh my god. Do you have a go to spot? Uh, I have uh, four pizzerias in my town, but it's like a small town, um, and we have like three or four pizzerias. We have like three delis. Like it's just like a nice little Italian town. <laughs> What's your go to deli sandwich? Oh, I'm gonna go. That's going to be my new question for every guest at the end. I'm going to be like, "What's your go to deli?" Sandwich? I would probably. It's like boring though. You're not going to like it. It's probably like turkey <laughs> on a uh, on a roll with lettuce, tomato, mayo. With Swiss cheese as well. All right, that's, that's it. Bad. I mean, See, usually it's like Italian without onions yeah. on it because that repeats on me. But you know. See, I have two. It depends. It depends on the deli. If I'm going to like an Italian deli, you get chicken cutlet, prosciutto, fresh mozzarella, basil. Yeah, now we're talking. A lot of people go with the roasted red peppers. I go with sun dried tomatoes. 
I like both of them. Throw, yeah. throw it at me. But then if I'm going to like just I'm more like America, like you know Frank Sandwich Shop, and it's not like mm-hmm. more like a sub place. I go uh, roast beef. Roast beef. It's, if it's like rare. If it's like that red rare roast beef. Yeah, that's all right. Roast beef, uh, lettuce, tomato, pickles, olives, American cheese, Russian dressing. I'm gonna throw some match really quick. Um, oh. Horseradish mayo on a roast beef sandwich is delicious. Yeah. But that's like, but that would I wouldn't do that on a sub. I would do that on like a dark, like German bread. Okay, you know what I mean. I feel you're like it's fan, a, you, dude, you're fancier than me. I just give me like white bread and shit. Like give me the shit. Oh, bread. I don't. I'll I, eat it. I, I don't care. with the exception of like at a restaurant, I didn't grow up with like white bread at all. Even our Italian bread, my dad would get like the whole wheat Italian bread. Times are good. We never owned. We never had. <laughs> listen, <laughs> a dark German bread. I'm like, what the hell? We never, we never had Wonder Bread in our house ever. We we never had a single pack of Wonder Bread. But we also like you know that's fine. We always we always had like Arnold seven grain you know whatever. But we also never had like Skippy and Jif. We had the Shoprite all natural, oily peanut butter. Not bad. We man. never had Christ. like Smucker's jelly. It was always like what's that one brand that's like very like it comes in like a a thinner jar. It's like an octagonal jar. I want to say it's like Gordon's, not Gordon, yeah. something like that. It's a really fancy jelly. It's not. It's not. It's not really fancy. It's just like all natural, and it's like not sweet. It's like somebody just mashed up grapes and threw them in a jar. <laughs> it was fine. But Friday was always peanut peanut butter and jelly and apple and a yuhu was my was my Friday. That's a lunch. lovely lunch. My dad. My dad took care of us. Yeah, clearly, Christ. Yeah, yeah. and I feel bad now because like <laughs> I used to throw them out a lot. I used to like trade lunches when I was younger because I so I could buy like the school lunch and get like fries and stuff. And I'm like. Man, that man like yeah. made me a now sandwich. Now you gotta take care of yourself. You gotta make your yeah. own sandwiches. Oh, I know. I always go to David Allen. Did you guys yeah. get allowance for lunch like during the week, every week? Nope. Very rarely On Fridays. Very rarely my dad would, would give me some money for for lunch. But otherwise every week my mom would give my sister and I five bucks. That's what I do. That yeah, allowed same us here, two five lunches. Bucks. That gave us two lunches at the time. It's two fifty. In in elementary I, I'm school. I'm so shocked that like school's hustling like that. Shouldn't they provide the food for them? No. No. Dude, this is American, man. Yeah. In Every elementary school, because like, we we didn't have like there there wasn't like a like you could you couldn't buy food at the elementary school. You had to bring your lunch. But then like once a month on like a Friday, um, and you had <laughs> I remember you had to do like ahead of time. They send like a form home, and your parents had to like send in the money and like the thing. They do like a Friday like blimpy like for four dollars. You pick out which blimpy sandwich you want. You get right. like you know the half sandwich and like a bag of Lay's chips and like a juice. Or they would do like a Pizza Hut, you know. They would do that like one Friday a month in elementary school. My high school had like a full like you can go and yeah. they had a special, but you could also buy burgers, right? Whatever. I used to get. I actually had one this morning, oddly enough, for the first time ever. I would just get bacon and cheese sandwiches. Wow. Yeah. Today I got bacon and cheese. Wait, on bacon a, and cheese? That's it? Yeah. Is that what we had it for uh, last week on Thursday? We had a bacon and cheese sandwich. No, there was there were several different sandwiches. There was a ta- there was that there was, was a whole there debacle. Was, by there the was way. one uh, because people don't know. No, because they labeled it wrong. They didn't label it. It should be Beck spec, bacon, egg, and cheese. Yeah. Salt, pepper, people ketchup. People so are easy. so fixated on like whatever simple. That's the way it works. It's a universal. But nobody, language. but nobody can differentiate that the T was for Taylor ham. The S was for sausage and the B was for bacon. Nobody had any, uh, and nobody could say that the one that said roll on it was a roll. There wasn't even an E on there. Where is the E? It was like a. It looked more like a like a G. <laughs> all right. So <laughs> his his e. his word for his his symbol for egg was a little bit off. No, it was a weird. little. I'm out. I'm out, dude. It was weird. But like use a little, like, you know, like oh T, and then a weird symbol and then C H and then B a weird symbol and then C H. I'm guessing this is 
bacon, Taylor ham, sausage. Yeah. Um, but today I got it on a scooped out whole wheat bagel. And honestly, when I'm eating any kind of sandwich or wrap now, I take a majority of that off. And whatever is the least amount I need to hold the innards together is what I eat. So I took a majority of this bagel off. I left like the center pieces just to be able to hold yeah. together the bacon Those carbs, and cheese. man. Yeah. How much weight did you lose, by the way? How did they like... I lost about... F- Overall, for like my heaviest, which was like two years ago, I'm down ugh, 10 and then like 75. Damn, that's insane. I saw but, like videos of you from like two yeah, years ago. I was like, damn, yeah. like you lost a lot but of weight. My, you look great, my, man. My recent one from this year has been about 45. Right. Um, which hopefully is going to start now that I'm training for this run, hopefully more. But run, do you, oh, more, the run for the, the... The Rocky run. Yes, gotcha. Yeah. Very nice. That's it's gonna awesome. Be, it's going to be, I just signed up yesterday. It's going to be a good time. I hate running. I, I Give me weights. That's all I want. I'll wake up in the morning on a run. Like I got I to gotta do, I did five miles yesterday. I got to do two and a half tomorrow. And I wake up in the morning on those days and just like, I, and I say out loud to myself at 5.45 in the morning, I don't want to do this. Why did I agree to it? Because I'm doing it with my brother. And like we made a big deal on his podcast. Like I'm doing it. And uh, it's like a challenge I have with one oh, of his buddies. Oh, that's the post that you with the watch. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, that's all coming together. So okay. if I, uh, when I do it, I win the Libretti Podcast Diary Show uh, Championship belt. If I got to do it, and I have to beat my time that I did last time when I was you know fifty pounds heavier. It took me for a half marathon, which is not a good time. It took me like three and a half hours, right. which is terrible. But how much is a half marathon? How many miles? Thirteen point one. That's a lot. That's a lot of miles. Yeah, and I did it in three and a half hours. The guy who finished first did it in like an hour 10. <laughs> wow. Jesus Christ. So I'm like, if I can get into the two hour 40 minute mark for a guy my size who does not regularly run, I'm just training for this specific day, I'd be happy. If I could shave 45 minutes to an hour off my time, I'd be very, very happy. That's insane, dude. And then I get to win the belt. Well, but he's a cop. He runs like a mile in like six minutes or some shit. I'm like, what is wrong with you? But he's also skinny, so that's probably... Yeah, skinny people, they don't... They don't, they don't know. They don't this. Like, just in time. Look at him. He's all skinny. Yeah. Can't stand you, it. You look good, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely our personalities. I'm like, look at this skinny jerk. And he's like, oh, man, look how handsome. <laughs> Well, yeah. Derek, this has been really awesome. I hope you had a good time. Yeah, it was awesome, man. Thank um, you for having me. I'm gonna. I want to have you back on maybe like next month. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go buy a pipe. I'm gonna get like a cheap one, and I want you to. Sh- I want you to take me through it, and we'll. we'll yeah. We'll, all right. We'll, we'll, we'll smoke each other's pipes, man. I, I, will, I love to smoke a pipe with you. All right, that'd be <laughs> awesome. Um and uh, yeah. So thank you for joining. Keep watching Long Ash Podcast. Um, next episode we're gonna talk about our. Is it the Halloween one? Yeah. Oh, Monster Mash. Yeah, it's going to be a graveyard smash. <laughs> uh, but thank you very much, and we'll talk to you later.